Radio Drome. RD episode 42 coming at ya. Are we calling it the RD now? RD. <laughs> I don't know. There's been a little debate. So 1995. <laughs> There's been a little debate. Some people think Radiodrome should be two words, and some people think it should be one. Well, Videodrome is one word, right? Right. I, I have it as one word, but Jackalope, yeah. no matter how many times I tell them, Todd and Amanda always put it up as two words, and I don't know why. Oh. <laughs> it always bugs me when they do that. So here you go. Hear this. That'll have it like yeah. I, I always put it as as one word, even when it was just me and Jared doing it, because it, it, Videodrome I always saw as one word. Sometimes that'll happen, like with some titles though. Like one site it might read as like two words, and another site it might read as one word, like Night Dreams. Right. Well, uh, and one so, would also uh, be uh, Twenty One Jump yeah. Street. Twenty One Jump Street. If you look at the logo, there is no space between jump and street. Yet whenever you see it in print and the copyright at the end of the episode has Jump Space Street. But I the, always put it Jump Space Street. See, I always put it with Jump Street as one word. Because it's, is it, is it supposed to be like Jump Street? Because you, because I mean, we, uh, we live on Glenwood Avenue and I wouldn't put Glenwood Avenue as one word. Well, no, it, it was at the, their headquarters was at the corner of 21st and Jump. So, you know, Jump was the street they were on. So it's, it's. So it's okay. Yeah, it's supposed to be Jump Street. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but I, if you look at I, the logo, there's no space between the, those two letters. Weird. I mean, I would <laughs> the logo on everything, including the main titles for the movie. Yeah, except the copyright the is show, with with rather. the space. Interesting. But on that note, do you put a space between Adam and Eve, or do you <laughs> have it as Adam and Hey? Might as well I might as well make it a clean sig. <laughs> And well, and that also depends on if you're going to their website because then you wouldn't want to put a space in there. And oh, there's no N. It's actually AdamEve.com. Oh, <laughs> no N. Well, if you put so the if you put the N symbol, people don't <laughs> AdamEve.com. Well, let's see, AdamEve.com. <laughs> if you put the symbol, it'll still take you there. But if you put the word A and D, it it'll go. Hopefully to there, and I'm not some weirdo site that is going to like you know uh, fear dot com you or something. <laughs> Sweet. But if if you do go to adamandeve dot com, what code do they use, Brad? Oh, eighties uh, Dan. <laughs> Drome D R O M E to get the fifty percent off a single item, to get the free shipping, to get the three free DVDs, to get the yeah. free special gift. And we also have had a complaint. We've had somebody complain that we make too many butthole jokes when doing the Adam and Eve promos. Oh, but what else are we but supposed it's, to do? But it's our thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know. What what other kind of jokes should we make? Um giant fake uh what are those Japanese fake girlfriends called the the full life size ones a blow up doll no there's those there's those real dolls or something uh-huh. oh yeah 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 i can't remember what sex, the if- sex robots or something no they have like lifelike sex dolls yeah. Yeah, I can't remember it's what they're awesome. called. It's just like having sex with a dead body. <laughs> Jared, what? Oh! <laughs> you could cover it with an old salad and make it like it's mold. <laughs> Jared, are you saying you've never cold-packed before? <laughs> no. <laughs> but if you're not a sicko, you can go to adamandeve.com and use the promo code DROME. On that note, Brad... You liked you liked Blood Junkie, correct? 
I don't. Oh, Blood Junkie. Sorry, I forgot that I even saw that. <laughs> Blood Junkie. Uh, I thought it was incredibly well made and looked extremely authentic, but I hated every single one of the characters. They annoyed the crap out of me. Well, I can tell you, you were supposed to. Because I just came from the set of their next movie called Billy Club. I was on the set of, um, sad, I was on the set of Billy Club on Saturday, helping Hank Carlson uh, do some of the effects. And when I say helping, I mean I, re- I literally was a gopher. He said, yeah. you know, bring me that bucket of blood, hold this guy's head while I, you know, put the makeup on and stuff like that. So I didn't actually do anything technical. If, if the characters were supposed to be bad, that's yeah, one thing. But they were annoying as crap. Um, <laughs> More so than I don't really find '80s slasher movies characters all that annoying, and even when they are, it's usually like maybe one or two, and they're eventually killed off and whatever. Uh, but this one, every character was just oh god! Like if it was intentional, okay, fine. Well, I didn't like the movie because of that, and also it did the thing of like very very intentional bad acting, which. I don't know, just, if you want a bad performance, just hire a bad actor. (laughs) Well, I I can tell you from what I saw of Billy Club, they're not going for that. The director told me that, you know, that was supposed to be like a throwback to an 80s movie. This is supposed to be like a mid-90s slasher. (laughs) Right on. So it's a very different style, and it stars somebody who I hadn't thought of in a long time. Yeah. Mark Metcalf. Oh, yeah? What do you want to do with your life? <laughs> I want to rock, rock! Exactly. <laughs> See, I also remember him as uh, uh, Officer Harris from Hill Street Blues. Oh, yeah. I remember him getting his throat slit by a prostitute in that. Oh, I'll watch, I'll watch their next movie. Like I said, I really just... Really, the characters were the only thing I didn't like about Blood Junkie. Other than that, it was an extremely authentic looking film. Well, and this one looks like it too. I mean, obviously I've only seen dailies and things like that, so I don't know how yeah. it's going to edit together, mm-hmm. but it, it it it's gory, I can tell you that. <laughs> Seeing Hank do some of these effects, they're mm-hmm. they're gory as hell. Nice. And I, I did a little interview with the director, but unfortunately, I left the recorder in Hank's car, so maybe next week or the week after I'll actually be able to let the let you guys listen to it because I'm an idiot and forgot the recorder in the backseat of Hank's car after we came back from the Madison Horror Film Festival. The interview melted. Well, and also, have you guys either either of you seen Incest Death Squad 1 or 2? No. No, uh-uh. So I also interviewed the director of that and he gave me DVDs for him and Hank stole them because he wanted to watch them so I haven't had a chance to watch the screeners he gave me for those two movies. So maybe I'll have a review of those if Hank ever returns the damn DVDs. (laughs) Give me my incest back, damn it. (laughs) It's Incest Death Squad, Brad. (laughs) Not just incest. IDS. Well, RD. (laughs) You know, like I said, what it comes down to is I I prefer it as one word, but some people have it as two. Whatever. Yeah, I think it should only be one word. (laughs) I guess even though we don't have a topic really for tonight, I wanted to ask both of you guys, how much does the age you were when you saw a certain movie affect your nostalgia for that movie? Or or even comic book or TV show or anything like that. How much do you think how you saw it 
plays um, into how you remember it. The age I was where I would look at something now and like it because it's nostalgic. I'm trying to think of like when I really, really started disliking certain stuff. So I don't know, like maybe 12. Because oh, I can think of some movies that that I probably would have seen at an older age and maybe not like as much had I not seen it at such a young age and then watched it a bunch of times as a younger kid. Uh, the Wizard comes to mind. But so uh so I so I so I don't know. Um it all honestly it all depends on the kind of movie really. Um I know that certain like comedies and horror films has have a place in my heart because I saw them at such a young age. Well, cuz the reason I bring it up is uh on another podcast and I I talked to these guys I was a guest on their podcast but mm-hmm. I don't know when this is going to come out so I don't want to pimp it too much. They're they're younger. And yeah. they hated Batman: The Dark Knight Returns, the the seminal Frank Miller comic from oh. 1986. Okay, a comic I think is one of those few that deserves all the accolades that it gets. Yeah, and we kind of came down to the ideal that the fact that I read that when it was new in 1986 and growing up in the 80s, it resonated yeah. far better to me than it's going to to a teenager that's reading it in 2011. That it may be. I mean, you could show a teenager stuff uh, a lot of a lot of different movies that we grew up on, and you can show it to them now, and they might not like it very much. Uh, whether it's a comic book back then, whether it's a show, whether it's a TV show, or whether it's like an early slasher film, something like Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth. You know, um, a lot of young people will watch it and be upset that it's not like a Saw film. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, on on the same token, you have you just brought up Friday the Thirteenth. It's funny to see teenagers and college students today going back and watching the original, and I'm just going to say the Paramount ones, the original eight movies. Yeah. And they're shocked at how badly made they are. And let's face it, most of them are not that well made. But it's not that they're. I don't think it's that they're that they're not well made. You wouldn't expect those movies to be made any better than they were. Those movies, the Friday the 13th films, are exactly what they should be. They look exactly like they need to be. I've seen a lot of slasher films that are based in the woods and in the forest that look like crap, whether it's Savage Weekend or Home Sweet Home, uh, something like that, that that just look (coughs) terrible. The Friday the 13th films were exactly what they needed to be, and they were shot just fine. But you got to admit, some of them are shot better than others. If, if you look at, and I know, I know Part 5 is not a good movie, but 5 and 6 are shot really, really well. Whereas, yeah. whereas like, 7 and 8, not so much. No, like, uh, yeah, yeah uh, 7, it was hacked to crap. Um, and 8... It looks it looks like a late eighties slasher film. Five looks five looks fine. The, the it's a little it's a little too bright for my taste. But six is really well made. Six is a really well made movie. But that doesn't make the other ones poorly made. It just makes six slightly better made than the other ones. But, but, but that oh, to me that doesn't make the other ones poorly made. 
let's go further into the filmmaking then. When you look at, say, a 22-year-old today going back and watching Friday the 13th from 1980, that film is not going to work on them the same way it did on us when we maybe saw it for the first time in 1984. That they are so used to a different style of filmmaking that the movie is going to seem almost jarring. Don't you? I mean, do you agree with that, or am I kind of I all think, over the place? Well, I think that someone might look at movies like that. I'm, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that every young person is like this. But let's just say someone who doesn't watch a lot of older horror movies, but watches a lot of newer ones, whether it's Hostel, Saw, whatever. Um, you know, they might look at something like a Friday the Thirteenth and think that it's and think that it's really slow because the movie's got a, a build up to it. They, they might look at it and think that it's a, a slow moving flick because um, more movies back then used suspense. Um, the more movies of that kind, at least, of of the violence. Someone who's very very used to horror movies nowadays, and I'm not again, I'm not saying that every young person is this um i meet several very young people who who have very good taste in horror films might look at something like halloween friday the 13th and be upset because hey it doesn't have someone's eye getting gouged out with a blowtorch well and <laughs> also just to stick to the friday the 13th thing n- n- nowadays it's common knowledge that pamela Voorhees is the killer in the first film yeah but you'd be shocked how many people even into the 90s would go back and watch the first film and be like, "Where's Jason? Where's the hockey mask?" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that 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 happened. Uh, man, that happened even within like that even happened within like my generation of students. Because <laughs> I, I I get so many people that go, "Well, the first one sucks. Jason's not even in it," which is which is crap because he is technically in it. Uh, he's even technically in the fifth one. Well, yeah, he's technically in all of them, but that's the other thing, since we're on Friday the 13th. I really like the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. Oh, yeah, I love... Four is one of my favorite. Uh, five, I, I'm, I, I still don't care much for five, but uh, four and six, I think, are incredibly solid. But I, I actually think it was kind of ballsy of them to, to kind of make a mini-trilogy within an existing franchise. Kind oh, of the, yeah. Kind of the same way Star Trek 2, 3, and 4 are really one big, long, six-hour-long story. I would even consider parts 2, 3, and 4 to be its own little trilogy. Be- uh, because seeing how each one of them picks up right where the other one leaves off but your doesn't- own little trilogy right there that really only take place within a probably about four or five days of each other. But here's the thing that most people don't realize, and I know you do, and I'm, I know Jared knows this, but do you guys realize that after Part 4, all the Friday the 13th take place in the future? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, most people don't realize that because they only came out a year apart between 4 and 5, but they jumped five years in the timeline, and since mm-hmm. 4 took place in 84, 5, even though it came out in 86, takes place in 89. Oh, yeah. So technically, at, they're science fiction. Far, look at how far into uh, the future, like, 7 takes place in, because we're talking, like, after Jason um, is chained up, in the uh, in the lake when Tommy puts the chain around his neck and then Seven starts out with Tina as a young girl inadvertently killing her dad and then then 
it's again probably uh, uh, ten or more years later. Mm-hmm. It's a bit older and goes back to Crystal Lake. I still would have liked to have seen what Jason would do on that new planet at the end of uh, Jason X. Right, I know. Because I'm exactly, I'm uh, exactly the same way. I'm like, what? Oh, they're freaking remaking it. No, do pick it up from Jason X. He's on an entirely different planet now. Yeah, the rules are totally different now. And however, you're gonna. Re- I mean, I don't know how he's gonna survive. You know, burning up on reentry into a planet. But yeah, a good writer could figure a way out of that because I mean, his mask survived. Oh, oh God! Look at how how many other things he survived in the other movies. What was it, part eight, where he gets melted by toxic waste and gets melted back into a little boy who has hair for some reason and looks completely normal? That pissed me off. Right. And, you know, and he gets literally dragged into hell at the end of part nine. Yeah, yeah. Freddy brought him out of hell. Right. And, and but, I, see, I'm one of the few. Like, my son can't stand Jason X. He, he doesn't mind the, all the others. Not Jason X. I loved Jason X. Yeah, Jason X is fun. It's it. That's a pretty awesome movie. I actually am a little curious to see the rest of that universe that they kind of introduced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? Jason Jason X. It was exactly what it was supposed to be. Just a, a campy, fun Jason in space movie, and it did that, and it did it fine. It did it just fine. It was it was entertaining. This I actually think Brad, it did it better than the other films that had their horror icons launched into space because the reason Jason was in space actually kind of made sense. It worked in the they, I mean it worked in the continuity of that movie you know it worked it was fine some students come down to get some specimens from Earth and they get Jason okay sure I can run with that I can, I can, buy, I can buy into that. <laughs> I mean honestly I'm just happy Freddy never got into space because do, do you know that Michael Myers Freddy in was, space? Michael Myers was actually intended to. One, I heard one time about uh, a Michael Myers movie that where he was going to be killing people through the internet or something like that. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that was the original version of what became Part 8. Of that Halloween. was yeah. That was the original version of Resurrection. Because uh, in that documentary I've got uh, Halloween 25 Years of Terror... Yeah. I think it was for part seven where somebody had written a script where Jason uh, sneaks onto a space shuttle and, and he's, like, killing people on Mir. <laughs> well, that, that's just... Uh, Dumb. Uh, Apollo the 13th, Jason takes NASA. Which is one of the few Mad TV sketches that was legitimately funny. That was within season one of Mad TV. Yes. Season one of Mad TV actually had some pretty decent spoofs in it. Uh, uh, the first few seasons, I think, were were really good. George Carlin's "Touched by an Atheist" was absolutely yeah. hilarious. The Terminator and the greatest action story ever told, uh, where he has <laughs> to protect Jesus. Um, <laughs> uh, raging Rudolph. Yes. <laughs> You know, for that was, that was a solid season, and then ten years of crap. Yeah, yeah and then something happened. Oh, yeah. Then like they hired Michael McDonald. You, you know what's funny is I actually just learned like like two years ago that it was canceled, and I, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like two years ago, I was like, if, Ma- uh, if Mad TV gets canceled in the woods, will anyone notice? <laughs> 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 and apparently not, um, because 
I was I, uh, the way it brought it up was I was watching Rear and I thought to myself, you know, I don't think I've ever seen any new episodes of Mad TV. So I do a Google search, and lo and behold, hey, <laughs> uh, Mad TV's last season was in 2008. It's like, oh. <laughs> Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but look at it the same way with uh, In Living Color. Those last couple of years were really rough, Brad. <laughs> I kind of liked it. It still had it still had the Jim Carrey sketches on it. But you know something, the the difference between In Living Color and Mad TV is, is <laughs> humor. That, yeah, I was going to say quality. <laughs> I was going to say is that ninety uh, like ninety five percent of In Living Color was funny. Uh, only ninety five of ninety five percent of Mad TV wasn't funny. So. <laughs> well, and In Living Color also had, and I don't know if this is something they intended or if they just didn't have the money to redo. I loved when they would leave in one of the actors ad libbing and the other actors totally being taken off guard, and you can mm-hmm. see their facial expressions that they did not know that's that line of dialogue was coming next. Because <laughs> you can see that a couple of times with Damon Wayans and uh, uh, David Allen Greer in the Men On stuff, you can yeah. see a couple of those. Th- they really spring something on the other guy. Oh, that's what got. That's what got Damon Wayans fired from uh, Saturday Night Live. The Men On? No, he was a cast. Well, yeah, kind of. Uh, he was he was a cast <laughs> member briefly on Saturday Night Live, and he was in a sketch where he was playing a cop who was not the main character of this sketch, and then without telling anyone decided to play the part gay so I take it as in like the men on film type thing and got fired (laughs) I always thought the men on you know men on sports men on film whatever it was the men on stuff I can't believe some of the gay jokes they made were FCC approved (laughs) I'm all about I'm all about non-PC humor you know I'm all about not being politically correct. So, hey, as long as it's funny, have at it, man. Remember Handyman? Can you imagine doing that nowadays? <laughs> That's so politically incorrect. <laughs> but it's funny. Well, like, speaking of that, have you ever seen Michael Nesmith, uh, his, that video he did, Elephant Parts? I don't think so. It, it was basically the first long... you got to remember, Michael Nesmith basically invented what would become MTV. Okay. You know, Michael Nesmith from The Monkees? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. In 1980, he did a 60-minute video called Elephant Parts. It was kind of some music videos along with weird Saturday Night Live-style sketches. And one of them was of a very effeminate, totally played straight, Marine talking about the few, the proud, the many. And I'm just thinking, oh, my God, in a post-9-11 world, that joke would never fly. <laughs> And it was just, I was laughing partially because it was funny and partially because this is so politically incorrect nowadays. Well, thank God, thank God we have It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia because that's, that's certainly not politically correct. The last episode had a baby funeral. <laughs> well, and it was hilarious. Speaking of things that aren't funny, have you guys heard that Seth... <laughs> Shut up. What? Have you guys it's heard always, that... Oh, of course you don't like it. It's recent. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane wants Star Trek. Seth MacFarlane. Oh, yeah, yeah, Seth MacFarlane wants I read that. I read that I read that thing and um uh I well, I, I kind of read it and was like, well, I, I don't think that'll happen. Like, I don't like think it will wants, either, but like he wants Star Trek sexually? Possibly. <laughs> 
but but yeah, also he's, like he's also in that same interview he also said like please i just wish family guy and yeah, uh, <laughs> he wants it. He wants it to end as much as everyone else does. But then, you know what I'm really afraid of because I'm not a Seth MacFarlane fan is his Flintstones that's coming up. See, I don't have a problem with that because I didn't like the Flintstones anyway. Well, and, and what I love is every time they would reference the Flintstones in Family Guy, it, it was a really good reference. Yeah, that so, was whenever Fred turned up on Family Guy, it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, um, or, or whenever, or, or in that older episode, whenever uh, Peter and Meg were walking down the street, and all of a sudden it, it turned it, and all of a sudden it turned into bedrock, and they just stop and back mm. back away. It's like I don't again, like I is I don't have a problem with him doing the Flintstones. I don't need because like I mean one I, I don't one I don't really care, and also. I just I never liked the Flintstones, so if anything, I might actually it's better. <laughs> but sometimes, whether you like it or not, I was never a Yogi Bear fan. But have you ever seen John Krastovsky's Yogi Bear pilot he made? No. It's it, it, it's literally a painful eight minutes to sit through. Is it? It's so bad, I and it's like, like you know, Ren and Stimpy was so funny, hey. and. He also did a Jetsons one, which basically his idea of humor at that point was having characters scream really loud for five straight minutes, and that apparently is funny. And I'm sorry, John Kay, no, it's not. <laughs> that, that, well, that's like not Ren funny. Oh, I love Ren and Stimpy. I've got the I've got all the DVDs, and I even have the uncut laser discs that have scenes that aren't even on the DVDs. Nice. The laser discs are actually uncut, unlike those lying piece of crap DVDs that claim they're uncut yet are missing various scenes. Speaking of uncut laser discs, I did I did order another laser of Caligula. <clears throat> so yeah, finally have uh, another laser disc of Caligula. Sweet. Well, because see, I'm going to be interviewing Ginger Lynn Allen. Nice. Uh, probably next month. I'm so tempted to send her my copy of New Wave Hookers and try and get her to autograph that. I sent an interview request to Nicolas Cage. I don't think we'll hear back. I was going to say you're not going to hear back. I'm not going to hear back, but whatever. What's the worst that's going to happen? They don't write back. <laughs> I've sent I've sent interview requests to Kevin Smith, and they don't even have the decency to email me back to tell me, are you insane? Of course not. Dude, I, I knew I wasn't going to hear anything back, but I was like, it's Nicolas Cage. I, I've got to do this. So I did, and it was a very nice, like, thing. Just, just an interview request, you know? Um, it's like, come on, he's got a trust comes out tomorrow. Um, I also, did you send out the... Uh, like a week ago. Oh. I sent one out to Nicolas Cage and Robert Kerman, and I didn't hear back from either one. Well, Robert Kerman, you might. I I kind of thought I might hear back from like Robert Kerman's people, but I I didn't. Um, One that I'm trying to secure right now is Brink Stevens. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I Linnea, Linnea Quigley. I'm still working on, but it seems like she never has no pun intended an opening. Did we ever uh, before his passing? You got to uh, find her at a con. Before his passing, did we ever try David Hess? No. That was a bummer. I was bummed out by that. Well, mm -hmm. did did you see the great Westboro Baptist Church uh, gaffe on Steve Jobs? Yes. No, what? They um, okay. So, so Steve Jobs dies, and uh, Mrs. Mrs. Jobs. Phelps. No, Mrs. Uh, Phelps. Westboro Baptist Church. I oh. forget her name. Phelps. 
Shirley Phelps world. Yeah, she she gets on her iPhone of all. Uh, she got an all iPhone. Things. She's got an iPhone. Yeah. Gets on Twitter and proceeds to bash Steve Jobs on her iPhone. Oh, fantastic! And talks about how uh, the uh, the WBC is going to picket his funeral. Are we really surprised that they're doing something stupid and? bigoted <laughs> but on I, an I, iphone I, though brad i know yeah that's really stupid those are a bunch of really stupid people <laughs> in fact i can't believe i that it, the the most surprising thing about this isn't the gaff it's that she knows how to work an iphone <laughs> it's true <laughs> it's funny because it's true <laughs> Let's go back to franchises that shouldn't be given to certain people. Now, like I said, I'm not looking forward to the Flintstones by Seth MacFarlane. And I really, I don't know what he thinks qualifies him for Star Trek. He's I made comedy all the time, and now I think I, I can bring Star Trek back. Huh? Oh, so wait a minute. So he's going to bring back... He wants. He's talking about how like he wanted to do, and I don't think it's something that's actually going to happen, but he said... Yeah, that he would want to do a Star Trek series, not a movie, like a new a new yeah, series. Wow. Um, um, and you see that that's why I made that joke because I, I this is the first I hear of it. I did not know anything about this. I think he might have been. I mean, I read the article. I think he might have just been kind of talking and because I could ass. say that about certain things that I like, but I know will never happen. Like yeah, yeah. Let me make a Friday the Thirteenth movie. You know, something like that. It's, gonna happen but I, jason, I i think that might have been jason takes terra nova well yeah because I, I love terra nova hey, um, no, no. Do, do you, you know you know which one brad i guess i'm just in, uh, a planet name out, out of my ass yeah. since you know he's he's on a different planet now you, brad you know what new uh comedy actually is really funny suburgatory I haven't heard of that. What channel? I've heard of it, but I, I think it's on ABC. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, it's on ABC. It, it, it's a single camera, non laugh track comedy that had mm. me genuinely laughing at various points. And I kind of didn't, when I went into it, I, I didn't want to like it. And then I ended up going, this is genuinely funny, so, which means it's going to be canceled in four episodes, but I'm going to mm-hmm. really enjoy those few episodes before it's canceled. They canceled the. Uh... Uh, what did they? What's the recent one they canceled? The How to Be a Gentleman. They canceled How to Be a Gentleman after two episodes. Jesus. They're going to burn off the rest of the episodes, but they they ceased production on Jesus it. Jesus Christ! I actually watched Up All Night that that uh, Christina Applegate the, one. How was that? Unbearable. I mean, I actually, my wife wouldn't let me turn it off halfway through. She was kind of like, "We're here. We're watching it. We bootlet. You know, we torrented it. We're watching the whole damn thing." Well, I don't like. I don't like uh I don't like it when shows introduce kids halfway through the series run. I don't feel like watching one that starts out with a couple having kids. It I mean it was painful. And I oh, and I also uh torrented the first 3 Prime Suspects, but I haven't watched I them watched yet. the first 2 episodes of Prime Suspect and I I I genuinely really liked it. I um, I thought that was a pretty good cop show. I haven't watched I haven't watched it since, but there's very few shows that I have. It isn't because I didn't like it. It's just there's just very few shows that I can just watch on a regular basis like that. Honestly, um, like I've said before, most of the shows I watch are the ones that only have 13 episode runs. Whether it's Mad Men, Dexter, The Killing, Always Sunny, 
stuff like that has like 13 episode runs that's i'm good with that i'm good with 13 episodes a year and with 13 episodes a year the writing is just a lot better on those shows well like like right now sons of anarchy is just one of those i hate that week-long wait between episodes Uh uh-huh you know sons of anarchy it just makes me go god damn it why can't it be next tuesday oh dude like um yeah, like Dexter has started back up this season. Yep, I, I've yep, I've been watching Dexter. I've seen the I whole series. I haven't. I haven't been watching. I haven't watched it this season yet. I mean, I know eventually I'm gonna crack, but <laughs> usually I am like I'm gonna wait till the season's done and then just watch them like it's all through like a weekend or something like that. I know I'm gonna end up cracking in like three or four weeks. Um, <laughs> you're gonna read but, something on the internet and you're gonna go. I have to know how this happens. I, I manage to stay away from stuff like that. Oh my god, from like spoilers and crap. <laughs> I managed I managed to stay crap. You know I'm gonna have to. I'll probably have to. I'll probably just have to go ahead and just watch it. Well, have you? Hey, have, can we can we real quickly go back to nostalgia because I I, wa- I wanted to chime in on that, but you, but before I knew it, you you two were just off on uh, it happens uh, off on Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> it's nostalgic to us. <laughs> well, Jared, you've been on this show before, right? Why are you surprised? I'm I'm not surprised. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, you know, I I between the two of you can barely get a, a word in edgewise. So, Brad, I, um, <laughs> I I wanted to uh, add in. That for me, nostalgia is really just more or less if it was if it was a favorite of mine that I hadn't seen in like a really long time, and, and I just happened to find it, and it's just like, oh man, you know that 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 brings on for me that that feeling of nostalgia is is just re uh, visiting something that I haven't seen in a while. And that's pretty much why I like a lot of that stuff uh, that I really loved as a kid from the 80s. It's because, because of that nostalgic value. Right. It doesn't mean that it's good. Yeah, it right, I was going to say, yeah. Brad... And earlier today, we were at the mall... And, and they yeah, unearthed, yeah. they unearthed the old floor mm-hmm. from the mall, and you're like, oh, yeah, it's the old floor <laughs> from the '80s. <laughs> well, uh, Jared, you'll probably remember um, this. You'll probably remember this more than Brad does, because I know he said he was never a Transformers fan growing up. But I watched it here and there. Well, Jared, do you remember when they put out the VHS series in the mid '90s when they started putting out the episodes in those three tape box sets? When uh, Rhino Home Video started putting those out, vaguely. I mean, wow! You're you're talking eighty five, eighty six, and and I was like, no, I'm talking about when they started to put out the VHS box sets in around ninety six, ninety seven. Oh, I I remember that. Oh, okay. Rhino Home Video put them out because yeah, uh, I, I bought those. Jillian actually has some of them. Oh, right on. I bought those, and I was so excited. I had not seen Transformers since I was a kid. Oh yeah. And I watched these again and went, these are really bad. The writing, <laughs> the voice acting, the animation, the script. These are, re- you know, and it's, it, it actually sullied my memories and my nostalgia because I went, I remembered loving these up until a half hour ago when I just watched them and went, these were just really, really bad. I still like stuff like that. Like I went back recently and watched a few episodes of Heathcliff. It's not very good. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all right, but I'll it's not very you. good. But I still, it still has a place in my heart. It's still very, very 
real to me. It's the thing that I watched all the time when I was a kid. Is it not as good as I remembered it? No. But um, I, I still love it. My son, just about, I, I don't know, I guess it was five years ago or, or five years or so ago, um, remember whenever uh, they, they relaunched uh, Ninja Turtles, I found at a video store, I found an old 90s Ninja Turtles uh, VHS and I'm like, oh, come on. You, uh, and I'm like, you got to sit down. You got to watch. You got to watch the Ninja Turtles that I remember. So we sit down and watch this. And it really, I mean, wow. That, that's another one of those shows that you really loved as a kid, but you well, you, you revisit now and you're just kind of like, I'll wow, s- what was I on? I'll say this, and it isn't. <laughs> this isn't about just stuff that I watched when I was a kid. Um, I will say this: bad. Stuff. I mean, a lot of the bad, a lot of the bad stuff back then, is a lot better than a lot of the bad stuff nowadays. I, yes, I guess if absolutely. You, I guess if you a bad '80s slasher film yeah, okay. is a light years ahead of a bad current slasher right, film. Right, right, right. Well, but at the same time, I guess it's all all, all in the opinion of the critic. No, I don't think. No, it, I don't no, think I, I got to go with Brad. Well, because, well, well, no, no, no. Does, does I, I'm just asking. Does the same rule apply in that in that situation that I was just talking about, where where the relaunch of Ninja Turtles? Would you say that that was better or worse than? Would I say the relaunch of the Ninja Turtles is better? Or worse? I don't know because I didn't really watch it. Oh, okay. um, I watched so, a couple so, and okay. I couldn't stand. It's just like the. The uh, 2003 He-Man series. I, I, I watched the first oh, three. The one from the 80s was better. Oh! Yes, I, I, I watched the couple. Jared, Jared. Because it's more made doesn't make it better. No, Jared, Jared. Oh I watched God. the 2003. I fell in love with that series. It was, it was, it was horrible. Exactly. It was terrible, Jared. <laughs> you know, I a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Okay, let's use I'm not saying I'm not generalizing. I'm not saying this. I'm not saying this is an example for everything. But in the case of like He-Man, to me, what makes better is which one is more watchable. Which one could I have an easier time sit through? Which one do I like better because of that? And in that regard, I like the 80s He-Man better. I think it's a lot more fun. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to be so blasphemous to say that I hated the 80s He-Man. Yeah. Love the 80s He-Man. I, I grew up watching the 80s He-Man. But whenever I saw this relaunch back in 2000, the, the pilot movie was just, oh, man, Ah, just like Oscar worthy. Uh, okay, maybe not. Oscar-worthy. And, and, and see, Jared, that's what turned me off. Uh, I, well, I I watched that pilot movie and went, "This is terrible. I'm never tuning into this again." Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. Like it was well made. It was. I'll well, give you that. It, it was, was well, well made. made. It was. I, I just liked the other one. I thought the other one was more fun. <laughs> now, now, did I did? Because uh, I've got season one on uh, DVD, and. Uh, I'm I sorry. Remember, uh, bringing it home is—is is that whenever is that? Yeah, I think I watched I, it with you. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say. I remember watching that with. And you. it was great too because, uh, well, if if you if that's all you did was uh, tune into the um, if you just watched the pilot movie, you missed that the um, episodes that followed also had the moral. Remember the old moral that they'd have on uh, on those old episodes. They'd have those again in, in, in the relaunch, and it was like, oh, yeah, come full circle. Well, yes. a, a, another example, have either of you guys seen G.I. Joe Renegades, the one that's yeah. on the Hub channel? Oh, 
I didn't watch Psycho when I was a kid. Honestly, there were. I mean, I watched. I watched a lot of '80s cartoons, but I watched more Warner Brothers cartoons. Well, I watched those too. But like, I love the Sunbow GI Joes. Uh, and when I watched this, I watched the pilot episodes of the first like two or three episodes of this new one, and I went, "This isn't GI Joe. They might be called GI Joe and have GI Joe's names, but this is not GI Joe. It's a totally different series that somebody slapped the word GI Joe on to me. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I, I find it unwatchable. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the new He Man, I'd still call it He Man. I mean. It's different, yeah. It's it's you know, it looks different, it feels different, but it's I, man. I'll tell you what, the one thing that I will say that I didn't like about the relaunch was they did an awful lot of sword twirling. Like way too much sword twirling and ac- uh, sword acrobats. So you can blame the like, Star Wars prequels for that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like it was like, All right guys, we get it. You can you can twirl swords. Now now have at each other. Yeah, you know? that's that's <laughs> that's the fault of the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> Do something. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I I will say that that is the one thing about the He Man relaunch that that just really just made me want to pull the stubble out of the top of my head. Sure, sure, yeah. Speed of relaunches. Okay. Thundercats. I, see. I, didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Uh, I didn't like it either. Uh, I loved the Rankin Bass Thundercats. This actually pissed me off. I, I didn't like. I didn't like it because Snarf didn't talk at it. <laughs> <laughs> snarf, snarf. I don't care what anyone says. I'm mad that Snarf didn't talk. <laughs> did you? Well, did you guys ever hear the outtakes from the original show? No. no. Uh-uh. Oh, I'll, after the show, because I can't play them on this show. I'll uh, I'll play those outtakes for you guys after we're done recording. They're, they're, yeah. actual, they're actual bloopers of them blowing lines and swearing like sailors, man. <laughs> In Lion-O and Panthro's voices and stuff. Nice. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, and, and, I, and I thought what was great about the, uh, about the relaunch was they had... Oh, and I can't remember his name anymore, but he, he voiced Lion-O. He was in the relaunch as Lion-O's father. So that was a, a cool nod to, you uh, know... Charlton Heston. <laughs> Big deal. Mark, Thunder, Mark Singer... Thunder, Thundercats! <laughs> Jared, big deal. Mark Singer appeared on the Beastmaster TV series that didn't make it, it a good series. It didn't make it a good series. It was a cool, you know... It was a cool nod. It was an acknowledgement. Hey, we're not trying to take over. We're just, you know... Listen to Jared. He is the Messiah. <laughs> you know what? By the way, Jared, you look really creepy with hair. I don't know. I like that. You know, you know what's funny, too, is that I, I can still grow most of the hair on my head. So, like, if... Um, if you know, we've, we've uh, been talking about doing movies... Uh, in, in the future, mm-hmm. and he's all like, and Brad's like, "Oh, hey, we'll get you a wig." And I'm like, "Are you sure? Because you give me enough time, I could grow it out." <laughs> oh no, no, we'll get you a wig. <laughs> hey, hey, hey Jared, there. I Jer- still couldn't believe that there were some people uh, who, uh, who who still don't know that I'm a spoof of film critics. <laughs> <laughs> or or people actually ask me, or people were actually like, "I don't remember that in the Bible." <laughs> or uh, um. Oh, 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 uh, 
someone asked me if your part in it was an attack on Christianity. <laughs> no! hey, hey, Jared, I, I just thought of a great pickup line you could do. Go into a store and buy a whole bunch of shampoo. And when the, when the checkout lady looks at you funny, you just go, you want to find out where it's going? <laughs> there you go. I just thought of that. <laughs> It'd be a good pickup line for bald guys. Uh, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> but uh, okay, now to go back to uh, t- to current TV shows. Have either of you guys seen American Horror Story yet? No, uh-uh. yet. I hear uh, good things. Me too, and I- I've I've got it, and I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet, and I probably won't get to for another week. Yeah. And I, I just want to know if if it's really as creepy as everyone says it is, because it's by the guys that made it. Glee. I I just can't see those guys making a creepy show, you know, that that's like creepy Nip intentionally. Tuck. He made Nip Tuck, and I really like that, if we're talking, like, first four seasons of Nip Tuck and not after they moved to Hollywood. But um, I liked, yeah, uh, so I'll give it a I'm not a Glee. I'm not a Glee fan, but I only saw the Glee movie. Yeah, you because, saw the Glee movie. Because, uh... Summer, because it was the summer of love. It was <laughs> because summer of ass burgers. <laughs> and, and Brad, I I bet you you were thinking you'd have to talk him into that a lot harder than you actually did, huh? Not really. I mean, like, really, it sort of came down to just uh, um, asking whoever was busy, you know, like with Glee and like the other stuff, it, the Zookeeper. It, well, and I was going to say, and it was also toward the end of the summer. So by that point, I was just dead inside. You know, it was just kind of like, you want to go, hey, Jared, you want to go see Glee? I'm like, whatever. Even like, <laughs> even Jake, uh, Jake, like, would, would be like, uh, I would call him and be like, are, are you free to see whatever, um, Smurfs, Mr. Popper's Penguins, you know, whatever. And it didn't really involve a lot of talking and talking people into it. It was just a matter of what people's availability was. Yeah. Now, we got about five minutes left. So what would you guys recommend for people that want to go and watch something nostalgic from their childhood, but they're pretty sure it's just going to ruin whatever memory that they have of it? I don't know. I've never really had that problem. I mean, I I watched stuff from my childhood that I remembered liking as a kid, and it's not as good, but it doesn't take away from whatever love as a child that I had for it. See, I've, I had a, I've had I've had a few. It's it, it still has a place, you know, in my in my heart because I loved it as a kid, even though it's something that's not as good. Like I, I never really had that problem. I never had the problem of of like watching something again and then my memory is completely sullied and my childhood is raped and like uh, like all this. Right. Uh, actually, I want to I want to add to that because you know whenever I saw. Whenever I sat my son down to watch uh, Ninja Turtles from uh, from the eighties, I, I realized how ridiculously campy it was within the first five minutes of it. But it was still fun. Yeah, and it's fun. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. It was it was still fun. And that's what you want something like that to be. You yeah. want it to be fun. Yeah, don't take it know? too seriously. Yeah. I guess is really the mm-hmm. the the piece of advice that anybody uh should should keep in mind yeah. when revisiting something from their childhood is it still fun like you know uh when i went back and again when i went back and watched heathcliff no it's not as great, great as like you know thought it was when i was a kid but it's still, still fun, fun? Yeah. yeah of course yeah, exactly. it is 
Well, okay. Have you guys ever had your memory play tricks on you? Such as? Well, uh, I'm assuming both of you have seen Ricky Ticky Tavi, correct? No. Um... The, the 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 Chuck Jones animated short narrated by Orson Welles. I uh, yeah, about, about the mon- I, about the mongoose. I don't think so. No. Well, I really? Think I, I think I read the book in kindergarten. Yeah, it, it, it's by uh, R- R- Rudyard Kipling. Ricky Ticky Tacky. No. Tavi. What? Ricky Ticky Tavi. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Okay, well, for the listeners, and, and you know, I'm sorry if this is a spoiler, but. The, sh- the the short is like forty five years old. Okay, you've had plenty of time to see it. <laughs> I so remember Ricky dying at the end. My uh, wife remembers Ricky dying at the end, and then we watch it again, and Ricky survives. And we were like, "Why were we all remembering Ricky dying?" I mean, there's a scene where, where they think he dies, but then there's still five more minutes of the of the movie to go. Was our memories just erasing the part where Ricky lives? You know, I couldn't understand why we all insisted our memories. We remembered Ricky dying at the end of this damn thing. I don't know if I uh, if I ever had something like that happen to me. I can't remember it off the top of my head. So what you're saying? I'm crazy. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> if I gave it a lot of thought, I'm sure I could remember something that I watched again. You remembered like a scene that wasn't there or something. I mean that that'll happen to me with like maybe some lines of dialogue or something like I remember it one way and it goes a completely different way alright we got a minute and a half left perfect example Brad and you're going to be able to to absolutely relate to this yeah I still to this day have never seen Fulci's Conquest okay oh that movie's great but (laughs) here's the thing I just downloaded it yeah and I'm watching the trailer and I'm saying to myself I've never seen this movie and uh-huh. I, I still maintain I've never seen this movie. Yet there are so many scenes in the trailer that make me go, "Oh my God, I remember that! I remember the glowing <laughs> bow!" And it's like at some point I must have seen this movie, but I don't remember it at uh-huh. all. <laughs> well, and and that was like that's like me. I mean, there are times where Brad's like, "Hey, have you seen this movie?" And I and I start to think about it, and I'm like, "I I think I have." But then he goes into detail, and I'm just like, wait, I don't remember that. Maybe I haven't seen this movie. <laughs> but doesn't that bug you when once you once you see it again, all of a sudden your brain clicks back in, and you go, holy crap, I have seen this. Doesn't that kind of make you, you know, two words keep floating across your mind? Alzheimer's disease, you know? <laughs> no, I don't know if I've ever, uh, I mean, I... The only time that something like that has happened to me is when I watch something that has an alternate title and I get it under an alternate title and don't realize that I'm getting something that I've already seen before. Ha, uh, you fell for exactly why they gave it an alternate title. So right. You, so you yeah, can pay you for go. it again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so that, yeah, that's 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 happened to me before uh, with, with a couple of movies. But as for p- putting in something that has the same title... Uh, I don't. I don't think that that's happened to me before. See, but but I also have a couple that I remembered scenes. And you got to get you know the audience. You got to remember, internet wasn't around. You couldn't yeah. just IMDb or Google something. I would remember specific scenes. Didn't remember actors. Didn't remember title. Didn't remember year. And then when I see, when I all of a sudden run across these again, I go, yeah. "Holy crap! That's the movie." <laughs> that is kind of an awesome feeling. 
is. When, when you refind this movie that you didn't even know you were looking for. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So yeah. on that note, we got to take off. You can uh, find me at 1201beyond.blogspot.com. You can find Brad at cinemasnob.com. You can find Jared Foyles at Foyle Rap. Is it Foyle Wrapped or Foyle Rap Productions? Foyle Wrapped Productions. Watch our Maniac video. Yes. Yes, it's actually very funny, and you get to see Jared with hair, kind of. <laughs> On that note, good night. The